This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, January 24th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. U.S. ag officials in high-level meeting in Mexico. Crop insurance critic gets rules seat and dairy assistance announced. Taylor and McCallop meet with Obrador administration officials. The two top U.S. ag trade officials met Monday in Mexico City with high-ranking Mexican government officials over U.S. opposition to a planned Mexican ban on genetically modified corn. The talks with Alexis Taylor, USDA's new Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs, and Doug McCallum, Chief Ag Negotiator for the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative, were productive, and the two sides will continue working to maintain and increase the important agricultural trade, Roberto Velasco Alvarez said in a tweet yesterday. Alvarez is acting undersecretary for North America in the Mexican Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Taylor and McCallop issued a joint statement yesterday noting their appreciation of Mexico's willingness to modify the ban, but said the changes, which would still bar U.S. white corn for food products, are not enough. We made it clear today that if this issue is not resolved, we will consider all options, including taking formal steps to enforce our rights under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement. Crop Insurance Critic Gets Rules Seat A GOP lawmaker who has proposed cuts to crop insurance is getting a seat on the House Rules Committee, which determines what amendments get debated on the House floor. In 2018, Representative Ralph Norman, the South Carolina Republican, proposed a farm bill amendment that would have slashed premium subsidies by 15% for producers with adjusted gross incomes of more than 50000 a year. Another amendment, co-sponsored by Norman, would have effectively eliminated the harvest price option. Keep in mind, neither amendment got a vote on the House floor because GOP leadership strictly limited the types of amendments that were debated. But Republicans now are pushing for a more open amendment process in this Congress. Other hardline conservatives getting a rule seat include Chip Roy, a Texas Republican. USDA announces new pandemic payments for dairy industry. The Agriculture Department yesterday announced another $100 million in payments through its Pandemic Market Volatility Assistance Program, as well as up to $100 million in a new Organic Dairy Marketing Assistance Program. Both programs seek to alleviate dairy production losses due to the COVID-19 pandemic and drought conditions across the U.S. The pandemic funding is for dairy farmers who have between 5 million and 9 million pounds of fluid milk sales from July to December 2020, while the Organic Dairy Marketing Assistance Program will help organic dairy producers with up to 75% of their future projected marketing costs in 2023. Now take note, National Milk Producers Federation President and CEO Jim Mulhern praised the department for the second round of the Pandemic Market Volatility Assistance Program, saying it would aid thousands of dairy producers who otherwise would have absorbed losses created by policies that didn't work for them. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. 
Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Antibiotic use on citrus argued at appeals court. A Justice Department attorney conceded yesterday that EPA would prefer the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals vacate its approval of streptomycin for use on citrus rather than impose an unrealistic deadline for the agency to complete further studies and comply with the Endangered Species Act. It doesn't make sense from EPA's perspective to accede to a court order to do something that EPA is telling the court can't do. That Department of Justice attorney, Daniel Durkee, told a three-judge panel of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals yesterday. EPA argued in court papers that it could not collect and analyze data on the potential environmental and human harms of antibiotic until fall 2026 and would prefer the court simply remand the 2021 decision to the agency without any deadline. The Natural Resources Defense Council and other groups have challenged the agency's 2021 decision to expand the antibiotics registration. NRDC attorney Margaret Shia argued EPA failed to scientifically justify the decision, which she said would result in more streptomycin being sprayed over the next four years than were used in the last 65. EPA ignored the serious risk that antibiotic resistance would spread off field to human pathogens through environmental pathways, he, Shia said. They also assumed, contrary to both law and the record, that label instructions requiring use of personal protective equipment, or PPE, would adequately protect farm workers from antibiotic-resistant infections. Brazil, soy crop seen lower. The Brazilian consulting firm Agral has lowered its forecast for the country's soybean harvest this year by 700,000 metric tons due to very dry weather in the south of the country. The firm, which is based on the southern state of, of Paraná said the prolonged dry weather there and in Rio Grande do Sul prompted it to reduce its overall forecast to 152.9 million tons. The firm's new prediction is now virtually the same as USDA's forecast of 153 million tons, which was raised earlier this month from 152. In the meantime, the pace of the Brazilian harvest in the state of Madagascar, the largest soybean state in the country, has quickened over the past Last week, Brazil's soybean harvest this year, 1.8% complete as of Thursday, up from six-tenths of a percent a week ago. Take note, Brazilian farmers are also rushing to plant their second crop corn after they harvest soybeans in Mato Grosso. The size of the safrina, Brazil's largest of three corn crops in the year, is expected to set a new record, and Mato Grosso is already 1% planted, that according to Agaral. 
NAS honors UC Davis poultry scientist. A scientist at the University of California, Davis, working on breeding poultry that are more resistant to heat and disease stress, has won a $100,000 prize from the National Academy of Sciences. Weijan Cho runs the U.S. Agency for International Development Feed the Future Innovation Lab for Genomics to Improve Poultry. His UC Davis lab works on understanding the genetic mechanisms behind disease development and resistance and immune response. His focus pathogens include avid influenza, Newcastle disease, Salmonella, and Campylobacter. Here's today's They Said It. Mexico's proposed approach, which is not grounded in science, still threatens to disrupt billions of dollars in bilateral agriculture trade, cause serious economic harm to U.S. farmers and Mexican livestock producers, and stifle important innovations needed to help producers respond to pressing climate and food security challenges. That USDA Trade Undersecretary Alexis Taylor and USTR Chief Ag Negotiator Doug McCallop in a joint statement yesterday on the state of the U.S.-Mexico negotiations on the country's proposed GMO corn ban. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, January 24th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.